0: Welcome back to another episode of Dear Found Her. Today I'm talking to Rachel Katzman, founder of Pvolve. And while Rachel didn't go to college, her parents simply told her to apply herself. When she found Pvolve, she did, and it all just seemingly clicked. You'll hear her talk all about it today. But before we get into today's episode, I'm your host Lindsay Pinchuk and I've been building brands for nearly 25 years. With a $500 investment, I founded, built and sold a seven-figure business that reached 3 million people per month. This podcast is my twice weekly letter to you to inspire you to find success through your own entrepreneurial endeavors. This podcast is the show I wanted 13 years ago when I accidentally became a female founder. If there's anything you want to hear about or anything you want me to share to help you through your endeavors, I invite you to reach out. And if you're inspired by today's episode, I invite you to share it. Text it to a friend or share it in your stories. If you tag me at Lindsay Pinchuk or at Dear Found Her, I will absolutely come and say hi. And as always, if you like what you're hearing, we would love it if you left a five-star rating or review, as that is how other entrepreneurs discover our show and the incredible stories we share here. All you have to do is go to www.ratethispodcast.com forward slash Dear Found Her, and you can leave a rating or review wherever it is that you podcast. So, Rachel Katzman's my guest today. I loved this conversation so much and how the whole P-Volve story came about. Rachel's body was broken down from high-impact workouts, plus, she was searching for answers to deal with her scoliosis diagnosis. And once she met her trainer, Stephen, and began to train functionally, she saw physical results that she desired. And she also started feeling strong and centered. With her confidence, Back, Rachel felt amazing and she became determined to help women across the world reach their wellness goals and feel absolutely amazing and strong in their bodies too through this new, powerful, and purposeful method. P-Volve combines low-impact movement and specially designed resistance equipment for a truly effective sculpting, toning, and strengthening workout like none other. The magic lies in functional fitness training, which works with your body's biomechanics. With exercises that incorporate core-engaging balance and all of your ranges of motion, they get powerful activation in your major muscles, as well as the supporting ones around them for truly incredible results. You can stream it online or catch a class in person. And now there are franchises popping up all over the country, a model that Rachel and I are going to talk about in today's conversation. So without further ado, please come on in and meet Rachel Katzman. Welcome back to another episode of Dear Found Her. I am incredibly excited about today's episode because it's a long time in the making. We've been trying to get this on the books for a while, but I'm very excited because this actually comes from a connection in my network, which is something I talk about all the time, utilizing your network. And one of my very first customers and dear friends from Bump Club and Beyond works for pvolve and she is the one who connected me with rachel katzman so rachel katzman co-founder of PVOLV, welcome to dear founder thank you so so excited
1: to be here and love when just a full circle Moment can really come together.
0: I know, and I was so excited when I shared how Julie and I knew each other, and you like lit up because it was from like a customer experience. So I know, and, and I, then I was like, "Can
1: we just talk about Julie for an hour?" Because I totally could, and I would love that conversation. I too. totally could too, and I haven't <laughs>
0: seen her in so long, and I totally could. So huge shout out to Julie Cartwright. So, Rachel, I want you to kind of just take us back and share the story of of how you started Pevolve, and also what is P-Volv? and i'd like actually for you to lead off with that because i want the people who are listening who maybe don't know what pvolve is to have a comprehensive understanding of what it is that you do
1: yeah so pvolve really is a you know sustainable fitness method that's really trying to educate women that you don't have to sacrifice looking good and feeling good and vice versa and we really do that by combining low impact exercise with resistance based equipment that's going to sculpt and tone, strengthen your body, but also help improve everything from balance to stability, flexibility, etc. And we really believe, you know, if I'm working out, yes, I want to look good. But more importantly, that class that whether it's 10, 15, 55 minute class should be doing so much more for my body than just, you know, physical results. It's really about that longevity and that sustainability specifically for women and everything that a woman goes through, you know, from the time that she is 15 years old, all the way up till 70, 80 plus. So this, you know, whole kind of brand, everything came about, I was early 20s. I was bouncing my way around the New York City fitness scene, different boutique studios, and two things were really, well, three things. I hated working out. It was miserable. It was like a chore. I wanted basically canceled every class I ever signed up for. Second, I was not seeing the physical results that I was, you know, really looking for. And third, my back was in excruciating pain and I found out I had scoliosis. And I really was sat there and was like, I'm just gonna have to push through this pain. It really was around like the era of no pain, no gang, and like you have to be pouring sweat and like almost hurting in a bad way, like that equal to great workout. So it was kind of normal, like I'm just gonna have to push through this back pain. And, you know, long story short, I end up at a gym downtown New York City where I met my, who would become my other co founder. And uh, he was a trainer and he was kind of really exploring this functional movement, you know, world of exercise and really started to educate me on my body. And, you know, showing me that I don't have to do burpees and high intensity and all this cardio to see these results. So quickly after I physically saw what I was looking for and my back pain went away and I really started to educate myself on, you know, what does it mean that my hips are tight and what does it mean that my ankles, my ankle joints all wound up? And if I can't get those, you know, my hips to be open and my back to be open and get that full Length and that full range of motion, then I really wasn't going to also see those physical results that I was after. So my whole life changed. I, you know, never looked so good, but more importantly, I never felt so good, right? I was like screaming this to everybody Oh my God, I can't wait to work out. Look at me. Look how I feel. My back feels great. And I was just like, couldn't shut up about it. And I was like, more women need this, like more people need to know that there are other things just, you know, beyond boxing, rowing, Pilates, that you actually can achieve your personal goals that you're after. So I come from a very entrepreneurial family. And I was like, I'm just I got it, like, I have to do this, you know, I just was so passionate about it. And me and Steven uh opened up a small studio downtown. I'm like, give me six months. Let's just see if anybody comes to this gym. And each month things were busier and busier and busier. And I was like, well, we can't, you know, we can't really scale. Like, how can one little studio in Chinatown reach thousands and millions of women across the world? So we have to put this online. And I had this idea for our P ball, our, our hero product. And started making like literally duct tape prototypes of that. And then when it came down to it, it was, you know, I was young and hungry and had a vision, but I didn't really have that business experience. And so when I sought out to look for a business partner to really help me, you know, bring this to life through a a family friend of mine, I got connected to our dear Julie, who really, you know, helped me launch this back in 2017.
0: So that was like a very. No, no, no. This, in, no, but... I love the rendition. Can What were you doing before PVolf? Like, what was your job? So,
1: I did start a hair care company, which I, that was like starting to get going as well. And that was from another personal experience. And I had that company until I sold it in 2019. I just, I really couldn't do both at the same time. Right. Um, but, you know, it wasn't taking up 100% of my time. So, I was in the city, I was, Networking and kind of going out. And um I would say, I, you know, I didn't go to college. I wasn't the best in school. And my parents were always like, if you would just apply yourself, like you just, you're so smart, but you have to apply yourself. And I never could find my why. I wanted to go out and I want to party and I want to do all these things. And then it's like when I found people, like everything shifted. I just wanted to work in like, you know, I think it just consumed me. But I was really, I think, searching for that in my early twenties of what I really wanted to do.
0: Your co-founder has a fitness background. D- did you get some kind of certification? Did you go through? Like, what was your experience in in terms of implementing yourself into this world of fitness? So I, I think you no, know, I, I don't
1: have any certifications. I'm not a trainer. I don't pretend to be a trainer. I've always been the customer. And I think what's always worked so well is you know. I come at it with the customer lens, customer experience. And I also, you know, Stephen's kind of background expertise was really in that sculpting um, world. And I wanted to bring on other trainers and even doctors, which we ended up developing our clinical advisory board, but wanted to bring on other trainers to help kind of evolve the method into what you see today. So we have trainers that are, you know, incredibly certified in pre and postnatal, um, Pilates, more of a physical therapy, biomechanic background. And so I really work with them in kind of shaping and defining the classes of like, well, maybe can we speed it up? And that wasn't so fun. And that block was too long. And I got bored. And if I'm somebody who's streaming at home, it's a little bit of a different experience to keep me engaged than if I'm in person in the studio with the room of 20 people with the music. Like, So I think that's why it's worked so well.
0: Hi guys, it's me, Lindsay Pinchuk. A lot of you have reached out to share your own social media struggle with me. Whether you're overwhelmed by all the features, can't handle the technical options, or just don't know where to start for your business, you're paralyzed. And I totally, totally get it. I don't want you to spend another minute stuck in the social media closet, embarrassed that you can't figure it out. Let's fix it. Later this spring, I'm going to hold your hand and walk you step-by-step through my signature class, Social Media for Small Business Bootcamp, with five live lessons over five days. We'll get you set up, running, and understanding how to apply social media basics for business growth, and we're going to be doing it together. You'll learn what to post where, when and why, we'll make reels, and you'll learn some of my favorite and easy strategies for growth. And the best part, you're going to get to meet and interact with many other small business owners just like you. Does this sound like something you could get on board with? Let me know. Click the link in my show notes, get on the wait list. You're going to be the first to know when registration is live in just a couple of weeks. Let me know if you have any questions. So what happened? You have the studio in Chinatown. It's doing well. And you get connected to Julie. So, what was kind of like the shift in 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 terms of the expansion? What what was next? So, we really uh,
1: in probably seven months, kind of rebranded, got a logo, started to create our shitty little website, and we were really in this mindset of like, for not a lot of money, let's just like get this out there. I taught myself how to film, how to edit. How to you know put everything online and no lights, no audio. It was like so scrappy and down and dirty. Camera, tripod. That's it. And it was you know the cheapest way possible. I would rather invest the money into the physical product. You know that that we were selling and shipping out. And let's just launch and get it out there and, and test and iterate and let's see if there's an appetite. You can always go back and hire. Fancy agency to redo your website, which you're gonna then six months later want to find a fancier agency and redo it again. And so that is all like the nice, you know, toppings over it. But we really just focused on making sure that our physical products were in a very good place to be actually sending to customers.
0: Did that? did the online like on-demand component occur for you before COVID or was Yeah. It? Yes. Okay. No. So we launched. So, and I, I, I want to make sure everyone who's listening hears this because you were yeah. not someone who just pivoted like the world. You had an online business. before. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We launched p November 8th, 2017. We just celebrated five years um, with digital, our physical products and our in-studio experience. And we always felt that, Those kind of that hybrid omni channel approach and those three pillars were always a part of our brand. Share with
0: the listeners what your physical products are. So we have, you know, everything from
1: resistance, ankle bands, hand weights, gliders, but then our like proprietary patented hero products are our P ball. Which is going to be like, if you think of a Pilates ball, but then we have an added resistance band around it so that if you're standing and you're stepping out or you're doing a fire hydrant, that ball isn't, isn't moving and falling out. And you also get to activate your outer thighs and your outer glutes from that resistance. And then, I mean, we use it. Oh my God. We use it behind the back for abs, we use it in the hands for arms, we use it for a lot of pelvic floor strengthening and different, you know, very, um, a lot of women's health focused piece of content. So P-ball, definitely my favorite still to this day. And then we have our P-band, which is like gloves with the resistance band. So you can really target all areas of your upper body. Then we have our P-3, which is if you think of like resistance from basically connected from your hand all the way down to your ankle. Um, and we definitely have more. We actually had one that we were going to launch right before COVID, but we kind of stopped and put a hold on that. to just didn't feel like the right time, but we definitely have an innovative, you know, equipment pipeline.
0: How did you continue the momentum of building such a cult following because you do, you have it. I I mean, I I remember very vividly and I want to share this. I remember very vividly when you opened in Chicago, like people were going bananas because they had been doing your online classes. And and this was so long ago, you know, how did you go? (laughs) (laughs) How did you go from that one studio to scaling your cult following? Because that is not an easy feat by any stretch of the imagination. You know, at the beginning, you really
1: have to say yes. You have to say yes to everything. You got to put yourself out there. You have to be. That's definitely one thing I learned from Julie is networking. And, you know, I was young, I was early 20s. And so I didn't have that network like Julie had and other people. And that's one thing I really, you know, admire about her. She is great with that and has taught me. You know, a lot of putting myself out there in those uncomfortable positions. And I'm always like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Someone's going to like tell you to fuck off. They're going to say no, they won't respond. Or maybe they're like, yes, let's, let's do it. That's great. Or I can't help you with that. But I know someone who can. So it was kind of like calling everybody that we knew, seeing... You know, can we do gift bags? Do you need a trainer? Can we be at this event? Can we, sure, we'll do free PTs. This model knows this model, bring them in. This editor, okay, yes, we can be there. We got to fly to LA. Sure, no problem. We'll figure it out. Like just saying yes to try to get ourselves giving, to get ourselves, you know, in all the right places, giving a lot away for free. And it really was, you know, kind of, I think we... Also, we're reaching out to different modeling agencies to get a lot of the girls in and different, you know, influencers to bring them in. And you just want people posting. You never know who someone knows. And it kind of just started, you know, just to snowball. And I think when the product works, I mean, the workout, it really works. Like I've been doing this for seven years and I continuously see results. I'm, you know, there's just, it's not bullshit. And I think when you have a really great product, people talk, they they talk and all of those things, they really start to work. You can't market your way when you, you know, have a shitty product that doesn't I, work.
0: I love that you said um, that you and people who are listening are probably, and who listen to this often know I'm going to say this because you said like my keywords are what's the worst that can happen. And that's my own litmus, litmus test. Like that's, the exact words that I have used every time I've made a huge decision in business, whether it's, you know, starting a new product or leaving my company. So, you know, I, and I, I can't agree. I couldn't agree more with those. It's scary. It's really scary. And
1: like, you know, even, I mean, this just comes to mind probably a few weeks ago, we just filmed our new year's program and I was looking at all these mood boards and like all of these um, workout outfits. And I was like, what if we just reached out to that brand? Like we're all obsessed with that brand. Why can't we just reach out? Like, I don't really want to pay for 12 workout outfits. We can't really afford that. But what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say no. And we did. And they were like, yeah, we'll send you some outfits. Love that post. Like, okay, amazing. But if I, like, I would have never done that probably two, three years ago. Cause I don't know anybody. How do I reach out? I'm too scared. And you know, it's like practice. You do it
0: once, you do it twice. And then you're just like, fuck it. Yeah, but I don't care. Yeah. How has the cult following translated to revenue? Are you? Can you share any numbers on growth or like where you're at? Like I, you guys have a really um, big story and I want people who are listening to understand that it is a very big viable business as well.
1: Yeah, you know, we are a privately funded, privately owned company. So we don't really share a lot in numbers. I will say, you know when you are creating a new modality like we are, and that does take a lot of education. And when you're trying to disrupt a space, it does, you know, take some time, right? And it does um, require just more of a storytelling and just more of that education for the consumer. I think what has been really um strong for us is just kind of the launch of our franchise side of business, you know, and I think also, we have like three different businesses within our business, right? We have our equipment line, we have our digital side, and then we have our studio side. So there's really three businesses in one. And why we also wanted to do that was because, you know, if we were just a studio business, COVID, we would have been screwed, right? And... If we, you know, were just an equipment line and something happened, we would have been screwed. So it's like we we have these pillars that when some when one is working stronger, how do you kind of push the gas on that one and make that go a little bit faster? And I think when we look at studios, you know, we just started franchising. We've sold about 10 locations. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, that was all Julie. I'll give that to Julie. Her idea. Um, our first location, San Diego is opening December. And I think, you know, with these studios, there is such a need and an importance for that in-person community and all these studios, you know, across the U.S. that also becomes a lot of your marketing engine. I was going to say lot of your brand a franchise
0: awareness. serves as a marketing vehicle for 100%. your other products, especially in your regard. Yeah. So Yeah.
1: And it's been amazing like to see streamers, like streamers that have been with us for two plus years are the ones who are opening up our first franchise locations. Like It's
0: so awesome um, and exciting. But then that also speaks to your product and to your community because they want to help you extend it. And I always say that, that your best customers are your best advocates. And that's what's happening for you, right? Uh, Yeah. This changed my life. I want to open this in my community and
1: share this with everybody here.
0: Something that I love about your story is that you are not shy to say, you know, and I found this person who changed my business. And I, yes, we both love Julie. Like that's we, we've we established that already. Yeah. But <laughs> I think that it takes a lot for um, and there are not not every founder would come to the table and say, like, I couldn't have done this, you know, without this person like you had an amazing role model and mentor that came in and helped your business. Mm-hmm. So how did, how did that position change the trajectory of your business? And I like. I would love for you to talk about that because I think a lot of founders are really hesitant to bring someone in, you know, like at that role or at that high level or they just want to do it themselves or they don't necessarily want to ask for help. And that's, that's a constant um, theme that I hear here and that I hear with my clients over and over again. So how did that person really change the trajectory of your business and how did that mindset of yours help your business to grow?
1: Yeah, you know, I think even though you know julie had all these years of experience specifically in the fitness world she didn't come from the startup world right she never started a company from scratch a digital you know fitness subscription company or even brick and mortar studio locations or develop a product line so at the end of the day we really both had no fucking clue what we were doing but we trusted each other and i think for me like that is the biggest thing that you need to have with someone is that trust and respect. And, you know, her strengths are my weakness and my weakness are her strengths. So it, I think we just were like, we're, we're in this. And she, you know, is a big believer in the mission and the vision and the workout. And we, you know, she's, I think my kind of girl, like we're not going to stop till we get there. And I think, you know, as the company's grown, we've both kind of found where, like, yes, we're involved in a lot of the day-to-day. We're in a lot of the same meetings. But at the end of the day, I oversee a lot of things that are very different than what she's overseeing on a day-to-day. At the beginning, I mean, we are doing everything, right? You're answering the phones, you're responding to the emails, you're sending out the mail orders, you're writing the copy, you're trying to, like, design a new page in Shopify, you're looking at the heat maps, like, you're doing everything. So I think, you know, having to let go some of that, you know, control is hard as your team builds. But I think having that, that person that you trust, like, I don't want it all to fall on me. I don't have all the answers. I want to be able to call someone that isn't just gonna, you know, say yes to everything or kiss my ass or try to impress me like we're going to be really real. And I need someone to have those tough conversations with to call and say like, Hey, you know what, like, and give me feedback. I'm young. I'm growing. I've never managed anybody in my life. I have no idea what I'm doing. And I need her sometimes to call and say, like, maybe you shouldn't have handled it that way in the meeting, or here's some things that you can improve on. Like, I want that feedback as well. So I think for me, um, you know, I couldn't have done this alone. And I think it's it's hard to find the right person. And take your time with it like i i was looking for somebody for a couple months and nobody was the right fit and then when i met her i knew and she had a full time job i'm like if you can't do this for a couple months if like, i will fucking wait like you are my girl i need you um and it's i i it's hard
0: It's it's very admirable that you admitted that you have admitted to all of those things, because I do and I do think that there is there are a lot of people out there who wouldn't say, you know, I couldn't do this without her or I want the feedback. And that's how we grow. Yeah. You know, and if you're not willing to take the constructive criticism and the feedback and I'm, I'm sharing this for. And I'm reiterating this because there are a lot of people who listen who are in a younger demographic, and I think especially for those people who have not been around for a long time, and have and you're shaking your head right now for the people who are listening, the, and the you know the people who have not had the experience, and and someone like Julie, someone like myself, we've been working for 20 years, you know that there's something that comes with that, and so I think it's so important and i want feedback even as someone who's been around you know yeah. that that long and i know julie does too because at the end of the day that's how you grow and that's how you become better at what what you do so thank you for saying that it's also such a
1: different um work environment i mean even covid changed everything but pre covid you know like i would hear stories from from people at the company of, oh my God, the, the culture here is so different than my last job and at my last job. And when I was first starting, I never experienced any of that, right? And like all the girls that were my age or younger, they didn't have that experience, you know, of like whether you had to travel every week for work or this like grind and this just like intense work culture. And so I think that, you know, this... um it is important to get feedback because then and, and now working from home and you're not in the office every day with people, like, it's just so crazy to me. And so, you know, we really like, I, I think to have those difficult conversations with people, as long as it's coming from a good place, I welcome sure. it. And you can, you can tell if someone has good intention with this or they don't. And if it's from a good, a place of love and a good place, like bring it on. How big is your team now? We are about full-time, like 65-ish. And then with like all the trainers and coordinators and probably like 80,
0: 85. That's incredible. I I mean, incredible. (laughs) What you guys have built is amazing. Thank you. Is Steven still involved?
1: Steven is not involved. So he, you know, we ended up getting married, and then we got divorced. And really, at the end of the day, um, just two completely different visions and missions, and both personally and professionally. And, you know, he's still an owner of the company, and he's still a part of our story, but um, just two fully different directions. And I will say that probably was one of the hardest decisions and things I ever went through in my life um, of getting divorced from the co-founder of the company when we've been very much out there together. And I, you know, after a very long time, just realized I deserve to be happy. And I, if I'm not happy, the company is never going to succeed. And you have to, it took me a lot of lessons to learn that I also need to put myself first and do what's best for me so that everybody else can succeed as well.
0: The reason I asked that is because I obviously knew the answer, but the reason that I asked that is, be, is because I want people to, who are listening to hear and to know that things can change and can change drastically in your business and yeah. you can come out the other side.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and there was a long time I wasn't sure, you know, I was very, very scared. And I remember I said to somebody else, in the company, i like, I remember exactly where I was, what street in New York, the walk, everything. And I was like, do you think this company is going to fail if I get divorced. And she was like repeat what you just said and listen to yourself. And I was like oh, like what? Like what? And I think when it's your baby and it's your business like you that it's your whole world, it's your whole life, especially when it has changed my life this method and this workout time and time again. And sometimes it's hard to you know, think that there is another side of it, but I promise it's going to... All those hard decisions, personally and professionally, everything, they just make you stronger. Maybe not that day, maybe not that month, but over time, it's always like you have to listen to your gut and do what's right.
0: And it's important to talk about these things, especially yeah. amongst founders, because I think there's a lot of... um you know, a lot of people only want to put out the good in the world and and the successes and, um, you know, the achievements and there, everyone has had bumps in the road to get to where they are. And so, you know, it's important to share these stories and to let other founders know that it's not going to always be easy. Yeah. You know, you talked about in the beginning of your online prod, um on, of your online product bootstrapping and like really being scrappy and I love that because I was also so scrappy with Bump Club and now in my 2.0 I'm being very scrappy as well so of um I totally appreciate that have you raised any money at all No not yet Mm-mm. no I mean we've been very lucky we have an investor that
1: believes in our vision and that has allowed us to you know build what we have built. And we, you know, we really invested early days in marketing, more recently, kind of bringing in our technology in house. Um, But we've always invested in the actual efficacy of this workout, you know, we wanted to be able to really prove with science from even like a clinical trial standpoint. I mean, we have, I mentioned earlier, have a clinical advisory board, we have doctors that are co-creating our content with trainers. We were in a clinical trial for lower back pain at the University of uh, Minnesota. We're in a clinical trial at the University of Exeter on healthy aging, specifically for women, which is one of the first clinical studies in exercise, you know, focusing on women. They're mostly focused on men. And those things are expensive, but we wanted, you know, we we see ourselves, we see from our members, what this method is actually doing for them. And we want to be able to prove that. And we feel that, you know, there's always going to be a copycat, and there's always going to be the hot new bike and the hot new influencer and the hot new treadmill workout. But like, we really feel like we're here to stay. And we're different. And we wanted to be able to kind of prove that out.
0: I'm sure that when covid hit like everyone you were like oh fuck what are we going to do especially with your studios. Yeah. But I would also venture to say it probably was not all bad for you guys especially. So what did what happened during those you know two years especially Oh my god. Year? I mean at the beginning it was like whoo it yeah. just
1: skyrocketed you're like holy shit what's going on. Um I think that The in studio, so really the in studio girl is a lot different than at home, right? And I think what what COVID did was it really taught people who were so used to that in person and that studio that I actually can get a great workout at home. I might prefer to go in in studio, but if I'm traveling, if I can't make it, if there's a snowstorm, something happens, my kids homesick, like I still can do my class, I still can get that workout in. I think it, it's, you know, the customer is saying, I want flexibility. I want that omni channel. I want to be able to come in person when I want and I want to be able to work out when I want. So I think, you know, at the beginning, there definitely was this like crazy skyrocket kind of takeoff and all these, you know, different retail partners and different brands where can, can we put you on our website? We want to like crate and barrel and shop up and all these. Random places wanted to sell the equipment and they wanted to do Instagram lives. And that was another time where we were just like, yes, 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 yes. yes. And then kind of, you know, a year, a year and a half after that, you kind of have to relook at where you're popping up all over the place in that side of the business. But it definitely stabled out. I think after COVID today, you can't really market your way like you used to, you know, all the kind of privacy things that are going on. And it's not the same to market on on social than it was before and there's all these different channels and there's you know 50 times more individual trainers that now have a youtube or they have a 30 day reset or they have this but it still go back to but we're different you know we are a different you can't get kevolv on and obey or on like you just can't like yeah we're, we're just different and the results that you're going to get are different so I think um there's more competition it's a more it's always a crowded space it's more crowded and you just have to really figure out like what is your niche and who's your audience and how are you really going to stand out in that space
0: The best part? There's no contract. You can purchase their services as needed on a monthly basis. Use the code FoundHer and save 50% off your first month of services. Give them a try. The decision to outsource this part of my business has surely saved me a ton in the long run, and it was the best decision I've made for my business. How else do you stand out, especially now? Like, What are you guys doing as a company to really jump over the hurdle of everything that you just said, which, you know, you said there's more competition, marketing's different. And it is, I mean, like social media is, was different in 2019 than it was in 2017. And now it's even like, it's even more of a shitstorm. So like, I mean, it's crazy. So what are you guys doing concretely to put yourself in the path of success? I mean, I think
1: we're really trying to own this category of low impact exercise and really You know, I think our content specifically around women's health and women's need state is it's not why somebody comes in, right? They're not going to sign up for p because they want the pelvic floor strengthening program. They're probably going to sign up for p because they want to tone and sculpt, but they don't want to injure their body or they don't want to make anything worse. And why they're staying is because they realized oh my God, my back feels stronger. And I actually didn't know I need to strengthen my pelvic floor. And oh my God, you guys also have this, you have content around the four phases of my menstrual cycle. And oh my God, you guys came out with a menopause program. I'm That's really cool. I'm going to share that with my mom. Or I actually just started this morning. Um, we just launched our mo- moving during fertility treatment program. And so I'm freezing my eggs. I had my first shot last night and we have a program because they, every doctor says you cannot work out, but you actually can. We co-created this with fertility specialists. And I was working out this morning and I was like, when they originally said you can't work out for like 12 days, I was like, I don't think I can do this. Like for my mental well-being, I have to move my body every day. And when I was doing this program this morning, I was like, this is really fucking awesome. That two days ago, I was like, crushing it in a 55-minute live sculpt class, and then something in my life happened where I can't do that anymore for a time period. But I still have content on our platform so that I can move my body daily and for what my body's asking for today.
0: I love that you've taken your brand from this class that you and Steven developed to a very holistic approach for you know, women. And I mean, I know men from workout too. And with you, I know that, but, um, (laughs) but you know, just all the things that you just talked about were very female specific. I, and I think what you've done is incredible. So I I hope that you take a minute for yourself every now and then to really pat yourself on the back, because it's not just the workout, you are changing lives in other ways. And that is something that is so important um, for you to acknowledge. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So before I let you go, I want to wrap up by asking you, what are three tips that you would share with another female founder who's getting started?
1: Okay, three tips. I would say one, be like so clear about that vision and that just like your mission, your vision and your why and don't veer off that. Don't let outside influences come in. Like, just be so clear on who you are, what you are, why you are that way, and how you're different. Two, I would say become the expert. Don't sit around waiting, you know, for someone or, you know, well, I can't start this part of the business because I don't have the expertise or I need to hire this person or I need to go look for that person. Like, fuck that. Become the expert and just start doing it, and you will figure it out. Nobody knows what we're doing. We're all just trying to do our best, right? And become the expert in that field. And number three, I would say, even from an early stage, like look at the data Google Analytics, Shopify data, MailChimp, whatever little platform you're on, Instagram data. Like you don't need these big fancy tools. You can start to test things on a very low budget and put them out there, even if it's a 10 people, 5 people, get the feedback, call them up, ask what they thought, what they liked, what they didn't like, and just, you know, listen to your customer and keep, um, keep making it better for them.
0: Rachel Katzman, co-founder of Pevolve. Thank you for sharing your knowledge, your wisdom. Thank you for sharing the importance of the word yes today here on Dear Founder. I so appreciate it. And I can't wait to share your story. Thank you so much. I love this conversation. I love this conversation and I hope that you did too. And a very large reason why I loved it was how it came about. I'm sure you heard Rachel and I discuss the president of Pevolve is Julie Cartwright who set up this interview and this conversation, this episode. And Julie was one of my first customers at Bump Club and Beyond. So she has been supporting me forever. I have to give her another shout out because without her, this episode would not have taken place. I also wanted to point out just small world After we stopped recording, you didn't hear this, but Rachel's a lot younger than me. But we determined and figured out that we are from the same small town area in the Detroit in the Detroit metropolitan area. And um that was just another really fun small world moment in terms of, you know, just playing You know, network games and trying to figure out who we knew and whatnot. Um, And just, I loved this conversation. I love this story. I love everything that Rachel stands for. And I hope that you did too. So for now, I'm going to leave you with my five top takeaways from today's conversation. As always, make sure that you subscribe to my email newsletter link is in the show notes, because when you do, you get all of the takeaways sent straight to your inbox. Plus, you get tips and tricks on how to grow your own business. So my top five takeaways today, number one, Launch, test, get it out there and test it to see if it works. Number two, when you have a really great product, people talk. You can't market your way when you have a shitty product. Number three, a franchise serves as a marketing vehicle for your all of your other products. Number four, you grow and get better at what you do when you get feedback. And number five, be clear about your mission, vision and your why and don't veer off that. Thank you so much for listening today. Thank you, Rachel Katzman, for being here. Please stay tuned because we have brand new episodes coming your way every Tuesday and Thursday. Thanks for being here and thanks for listening.